Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Congratulations. Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm very excited about it myself. Yeah. I know that you have put in a lot of hard work to get it to this point. Absolutely. And have had some great help as well, including my brother okay. and Bruce and all and some other folks. So it's been now we're going on tour for a month. So that'll be beautiful. <laughs> hey, hey. All right. Just the just the thing. And well, and I am just back from Costa Rica. And how was that? 
that was exciting. We had a wellness adventure, and it was definitely an adventure. We went out into the jungle on the Nicoya Peninsula. We were on the very southern part of the peninsula. Those who are surfers will know St. Teresa and Montezuma, two towns that we were near to. And we went into the jungle at Kuru and at Capo Blanco, and we found some beautiful spots there and did ceremony there. And we were um, very, very much welcomed in by the places and the energies there. So that was, that was quite lovely. We had our full complement of eight women, and uh, all of us who did it had such a good time that we've agreed that we will do it again next year. So if you missed out this year and you're thinking, oh, I wish I'd gone, well, registration is now open for next January when we will be doing our wellness adventure again. Now, this particular group had a very special wellness adventure because I fell on the second day there Mm. and did something quite painful to my wrist the nearest x-ray facility being over 10 hours away. We were not able to um, satisfy curiosity and get that kind of look that we're all used to having. But as I said to the women, for centuries on this planet, uh, people have injured themselves, and they have used home remedies to take care of it, and they didn't know whether it was broken, dislocated, um, exactly what they had done, and neither do I. Although right away um, people asked me to wiggle my fingers, and I could wiggle my fingers. And at this point, all the MDs I've talked to and the emergency medical technicians and lay people all agree that if you can wiggle your fingers, then your wrist is not broken. Mm -hmm. Or as somebody said, probably sprained, too bad, sprained hurts worse and takes longer to heal. Mm. Well. But we got to experiment and explore a wide variety of healing modalities in dealing with uh, what I call a kind of wilderness trauma. Here, as I um, was pulled out of the uh, part of the river where I fell in, uh, my wrist looked really grossly distorted. It was incredibly swollen. And it was not swollen evenly all around, but it was swollen in such a way that it was very difficult to tell if there was a normal wrist inside there. Hmm. Um, So we had a wonderful variety of ways that people put forth to deal with it and to treat it, including a woman who was part of the group who was born in Slovakia. The uh, m- Most of us think of the country as Czechoslovakia, but the Czech Republic and Slovakia, it turns out, are quite different people, different customs, different language, and they are very happy to be separate again. And so she was telling us how people in Slovakia dealt with that, not just telling us, but showing us and uh, helping me out in that way. And then, of course, the people right there in Costa Rica especially um, Alex, who was working very closely um, with us, had ways of um, dealing with um, this kind of injury as well. And he showed us um, the plant that was used, which has a very interesting name. It's Anthrium salvini. 
And the Salvini, of course, is one of the things that is the most interesting about that because Salvini, of course, means to save. Hmm. Like salvation. The salvation, right. So he went and got the saving plant for us. And we could see the next day, you know, he made a poultice out of it and put it on my arm. And it was very clear the next day, the area where he had poultice with his plant, there was less swelling. And the area where the plant hadn't been on it, there was more swelling. Hmm. And I told everybody that um, although I know it was a wonderful way to learn about herbal medicine and healing, I am not volunteering to do this every year. <laughs> because... Because it does hurt a lot, and it continues to hurt. It's a, you know, it's a, a traumatic injury here. So uh, either someone else will have to volunteer, or we will have to um, learn our herbal medicine in other ways besides having me get injured next year. But it has definitely been uh, quite the the interesting. Uh, Thing And then I went, you know, I got home, and 12 hours later, I got back in my car, got home from the airport. 12 hours later, I got back in my car, and I drove up to Row Camp and Conference Center and spent the weekend with Patch Adams. Hmm. And you may wonder how I drove. Well, actually, I didn't. Before I left, I said to a friend of mine, I really want to go and spend the weekend with Patch. I'm not sure if I'm going to be too tired when I get back from Costa Rica to make a long drive. Will you drive? And so I already had... A friend ready, willing, and able to drive me up there since, of course, with my kind of, you know, hurt wrist, I did not think that driving was advisable. So um, we had to laugh at how uh, how prescient I had been to, to set that up. Have you? Do you know who Patch Adams is? It sounds very familiar, but... but... There's a movie called Patch about him and he's an md and he's he's like no other md you have ever met he's like the md that we all want you know if he thinks that that what will cure you is a tub of spaghetti he will get you a tub of spaghetti right because he's like that um for instance at this uh, weekend there was a woman there who um, had had some some pretty terrible things happen to her, and um, she was talking about these things. And he said, "Well, here is your RX." And he took out of his pocket a red nose, and he gave her the red nose and asked her to wear it. And then he um, suggested that she get some men's underwear and wear it as a hat, and that she hang a sign around her neck that says "Free Hugs." <laughs> And if uh, wearing the men's underwear as a hat and the clown's nose and the free hug sign did not work to improve her mood, she was to go to a volunteer organization and volunteer her services in Haiti for six months. Mm. So, as I say, a physician like no other, eh? (laughs) It sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) Not the kind of prescription you would usually think of for someone who's saying, I'm so depressed. Right. Right. I think I agree so with that. he really, day. shall we say, makes people scratch where it itches and, and not where they think they ought to scratch. Right. Yeah. 
So I really always enjoy my time with Patch Adams. His um, institute is called Gesundheit Institute, and of course we all know uh, Gesundheit. It's what we say when somebody sneezes. Yes. And it means good health. I often tease him that we are two peas out of the same pod. We were born born in the same year. We'll both be 69 this year. And that we both, as young people, took a look at the healthcare system in the United States and said, ooh, broken. What can I do to fix this? And that he has pursued um, fixing it in what I call a boy's way, which is to envision a big hospital and how that would work. And I have pursued it in a girl's way, which is to train thousands and thousands of people to take care of their own health. But both of us doing everything we can to help people see um, that the healthcare system um, is not a system of healthcare at all, but disease management, and that we can do better for ourselves. And that was one of the best things about uh, this injury was that there was somebody on the trip with us on the Costa Rican wellness adventure who had broken her wrist. She had broken her wrist in an actually rather similar accident. She was hiking and she fell and she was, you know, carried out of there and carried off to the hospital where they x-rayed it and said it was broken and um, told her it was too swollen to work on right then. She had to come back sometime later when the swelling was down and then she went in and they did surgery and they screwed it and they pinned it. And they wired it, and they did all of these things to her wrist. And it looks pretty good, but she can't bend it in one direction. She can fold her hand in and touch her fingers to her palm, but she can't bend her hand in the other direction up at all. And I I looked at her, and I looked at her hand, and I said, as humbly as I possibly could, I can do better than that. If that's the best they can do, I can do better. And I was backed up in that opinion by another story that was on the trip with us. And this was a story from Eagle Song, who was a wonderful ally to all of us there. Anything we needed, Eagle Song was there to, to help us get it. And her son, in his 20s, had broken his ankle, had it x-rayed. They said, oh, dear, your ankle is very badly broken, and the bones are out of place. And we'll need to go in with, you know, pins and wires and screws and so on and put it all back together again. But it's too swollen. Go home. And he went home. And instead of just sitting there for two weeks while the swelling went down, he worked with comfrey. He drank comfrey infusion. He did comfrey poultices, which, of course, I'm doing. And uh, when he went back for the surgery two weeks later, they came out of the surgery and said to him, well, I don't know what you've done, but your ankle was completely healed. The bones were mended. They were all back in the right place. We just stuck a screw in there since we were in there, and we didn't want it to be for nothing. (laughs) So when I say I can do better, as a friend of mine said, it's not bragging if it's true. Right. Right. If you say something that isn't true, then that's bragging. But if you say something that is true, it's not bragging. It's not bragging to say, I can see how they put your wrist together, and I can do better. 
because the body has an internal map of itself in perfection. And so long as we care for ourselves, then it can do that. So that was almost exactly two weeks ago. It was on Tuesday that I hurt my wrist. I'm continuing to put ice packs on it two or three times a day to drink comfrey infusion to um, do comfrey poultices on it as well. Comfrey, of course, is known as a knit bone. So it's the herb that sets the bones. Um, I honestly don't think that it's broken. Of course, that in itself is a bit of a miracle for a a woman over 65 to take such a, a beating on her wrist and have the wrist survive it. I believe it's due to my drinking nourishing herbal infusions and my great devotion to yogurt which I love, 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 love. Me too. And recommend everybody. for um, Because we can't not fall. Falling happens. Uh, to bipedal creatures, falling happens. Uh, but what we need to do is be bouncy and flexible. And so I think I survived the flexibility test. My Tai Chi teacher said, did you put your wrist out to stop yourself? I said, I don't think so, because I got a bruise on the top of my right foot and the Top of my left knee and my left hip and my right shoulder and the side of my right side of my head. So that tells me I was rolling. Mm. As one is supposed to. When one goes down, you don't just want to flop down like a rag doll. You want to roll. Yeah. And you roll, you're going to spread out the impact. I think my hand got caught between two lava rocks. Because this pool that I fell into, there were a lot of rocks sticking up. Like big black fingers in there. Lava. Lots of lava in Costa Rica. What a beautiful place it is. Have you ever been to Costa Rica? I have not, no. Never met anyone who's been to Costa Rica who doesn't say, I can hardly wait till I can go back. It's It's that kind of place. So, where were we? Back in December... We started talking about a cycle that I call the trees of the 13 moons. And this cycle has to do with something called ogum. Ogum is a way of writing, a way of communicating, a way of putting down things so that they can be shared with others, and Ogum actually predates um, runic writing, um, and we can see some strong similarities with it. The trees of the 13 moons are the 13 lunations of the year, and if we think about it, we know that although there are 12 months, there are more than 12 times four weeks. They're not just 48 weeks, it's 52 weeks. So those extra four weeks, so that extra 13th month of the year, the 13th lunation of the year. And in this system of Ogham, um, part of the things that can be spoken about in it are trees. So we are looking at these 13 very important trees in this European system. If it was an American system, there would very likely be different 
trees picked, but it is uh, European, and so the trees are trees that are, that are very important in Europe. And I followed the Beth Louis Neon system. Because, of course, there's no one left who speaks or writes Ogum. We have to kind of make it up um, from what we see, what we have uh, from the past. And so, as with anything that we're kind of putting back together again and making up as we go along, there are different ways of looking at it. And the one that I've chosen is simply the one that I was taught, and so it works easily for me. Best being Birch, the beginning and we talked at some length about birch. And then Louis being mountain ash, the wonderful tree of protection. And neon being the actual ash tree. And we remember that the mountain ash is not related to ash at all. It's related to hawthorn and to roses and strawberries and is, in in fact, the rose family, whereas the ash tree has its own family. It is Fraxinus, and usually Fraxinus americana, although Fraxinus excelsior is also used. I was very interested to find that ash um, is still considered a medicinal plant, although very, very few herbalists that I know of in modern-day America use ash um, medicinally. Part of it is that um, ash can be incredibly emetic. It's very potent, the bark especially, and um, the leaves as well can actually, an emetic causes you to vomit. This is a great thing to have on hand if somebody has eaten a poison and we need them to vomit. Ipecac is what would be given at a hospital to cause you to vomit if you had taken a poison or an overdose of something. Um, but ash bark will certainly do it, as well as a few other herbs that have this effect. And so it's not the kind of remedy that is is frequently used. There's not that many people that we need to do this with, and usually they do go to the emergency room. I remember one herbalist talking about um, an herb that um, causes vomiting called lobelia. And uh, lobelia is sometimes uh, referred to as puke weed. It does indeed make you vomit. And he was in South America and in a very remote area, and there was um, a young man who had pneumonia. And when this herbalist, you know, put his ear to this young man's chest and listened, he said it sounded like the ocean inside his body. There was so much fluid in the man's lungs. And he thought, what am I going to do to clear this? He's, he's literally going to drown in the fluid in his lungs. And he realized that he had some lobelia with him, and he gave him the lobelia, the pequeed, and it made him throw up in the mechanical action of the diaphragm and the whole um, upper body going into those convulsions of vomiting actually pushed the fluid out of his lungs and caused him to vomit the fluid up out of his lungs and mm. saved young man's life. I was always taken by that story. I thought, wow, you know, what a thing to realize that you could do. And, and the, the young man's um, going, this isn't working. I'm throwing up. <laughs> right. No, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. The native people, 
uh, uh, in North America use the ash tree. Ash is a European tree as well as an American tree, American tree as well as a European tree. The Connecticut um, Indians use the sap of the tree to um, deal with external cancers. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is really strong stuff. The Maine, the Penobscot Indians in Maine used a decoction of the ash leaves as an antiseptic wash following childbirth. So there certainly are some um, antibacterial qualities in that. The um, We also find that other tribes used um, ash bark um, cooked up um, to get rid of ringworm and sores on the scalp and the body. And that um, when there were parasites, Ash bark, again, was used to cause vomiting, or ash leaves, in the case of children, to cause a milder purging. So I do not suggest that we go running outside and grab some ash and start experimenting with it. This does not sound like fun. The bark of the ash tree also has astringent properties, and of course, like most barks, it's very mineral-rich and so apparently made very, very dilute. A tiny amount of the dried bark in some boiling water was used to break really harsh fevers in the past, especially as the white people learned from the native people about using this. It appears that the safest part of the ash to use are the seeds. And the seeds were um, used both as a tea and then as herbalists started working with it, a tincture. And the seeds as a tea were used in the same way that the light bark preparation was to bring down fevers, but it was also said to augment the appetite of those who were very sick. And um, perhaps one of the most interesting uh, things about the seeds of the ash is that they are considered to be an aphrodisiac and to have effects on the bladder. And there are cautions. It says, the tincture of the seeds of ash is employed to augment sexual desire, but should be used in restraint, as it has extremely potent effects. Hmm. And I was almost astonished, because when I was working on down there, of course, as kind of a sideline, I was looking up herbs that were aphrodisiacs and herbs that could be used to uh, help people who had were dealing with a, a lacking libido. And I had not come across ash or ash seed at all. Again, this is a plant that is very much in the shadows. It's just not something that is used very much. But I'm going to be eyeing those ash seeds this spring because they are made in plentiful amounts and I might just tincture up a little bit of them and very cautiously take a drop or two of that and see exactly what happens when we start messing around with the tincture of the ash seeds. I remember that um, last time we talked, when we were talking about ash, I mentioned that the ash grows up very straight in the forest, one of the the straightest woods, and because of that, it often attracts lightning, and so it was used as a talisman.
help protect them. At sea, it was said that if you carried a piece of ash wood and there was a lightning storm, that your ship would be protected. Or that if you were somehow tossed into the sea during a storm, that the ash wood would help to save you. So um, I think we also mentioned that baseball bats were made from ash. And I also found out that lobster traps are made from ash. And so are guitars, especially electric guitars and longbows. The wood of ash used to be made used to be made into the blades of electric fans because ash can be cut very thin into a fan blade and still have rigidity and strength even when it is like that. So those are some of the interesting things that I found out about Ash and some of the things that I have been doing in the time since we talked last. And once again, we have used up all of the time allotted to us, and I will have to continue with the Ogum and the Trees of the Thirteen Moons next week. Absolutely. And I'll start building the show that way, too. Because some weeks we had, like, a topic ahead of, ahead of time, some weeks not, but that's fine. It's however it works. So I'll say the yeah. 13... So yeah, for, for a little while here, we're going to be exploring the trees of the 13 minutes. Cool. All right. And I look forward to uh, talking to you next week. And again, congratulations on your album, your CD, and your tour. Thank you very much. And uh, congratulations on finding... New healing modalities while you were gone. <laughs> Unfortunately, the hard way. <laughs> Unfortunately, the hard way, indeed. <laughs> Green blessings, everyone, and good night. All right. Thank you, everyone. You've been listening to Green Magic, Green Medicine with your hostess, Miss Susan Weed. We'll be back next week continuing the series on the 13 sacred trees of the 13 moons. Have a great evening. And join us in our circle every Tuesday evening at 10 p.m. Eastern time blessed are we in the awakening dawn blessed are we in the morning blessed are we in the light of the day as we enjoy the earth turning blessed Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.